0: To become a solution to the nations, you must know what the world doesn't know. Leaders are readers. The book of the week to be read by all is Addictive Love by Adama Segbaji. Grab a hard copy now or an e-book today. And make sure you sow an extra copy as a seed into the life of a family or friend. Visit for a copy of Addictive Love. The solution word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So if God is going to do anything great in your life, use you as an influencer, leader, he needs your mind. Don't put your mind on break. Don't put your mind on holiday. God will do nothing without your mind. And please listen, we cannot influence the world if our mind is not renewed. You see, you can't use the old mind to influence a new system. Are you ready for the word? Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13 to 16. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13 to 16. I read, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, Wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Verse 14, it says, "Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Amen. I'm starting a new series today that I have this month that I have titled Influence. Influence. This is our year of... Influence, Amen. And it's important for us to understand what we have been called for. We have been called as children of God to be the light of the world. Amen. We have been called to influence the world. So therefore, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. In other words, you have been called to be a preserver salt preserves Jesus said you are the salt of the earth not you are going to be you are you are the salt of the earth and what does salt do salt preserves salt preserves hallelujah salt does what preserves so Jesus said you are the salt of the earth And not only that, but he said if the salt that you are loses its purpose, loses its purpose, then that means that salt becomes good for nothing. That's why it's important for us to live an intentional life. So Jesus said, but if the salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? In other words, the flavor there is the purpose of the salt. Are you getting it? Jesus said, if the salt loses its purpose, question you want to ask yourself is, do you know what your purpose is? Miles Monroe said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you'll abuse it. That's why it's important for us to live a life of purpose. So Jesus said, if the salt loses its purpose, it becomes good for nothing. It becomes good for nothing and look at where it's put. It says, but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So that means... When you don't know your purpose, instead of being up, you become down. Do you see what happens? And have you noticed, those who fight in this world are those who don't know their purpose. Those who don't know their purpose. And my prayer for you is that if you have not discovered your purpose by now, that the Holy Spirit will help you this month to discover your purpose. In the name of Jesus. Verse 14 of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, "Ye are the light of the world. Jesus didn't say you are going to be the light of the world. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Not you are going to be. Notice, he said, You are already. You are already the light of the world. And look, he said, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. The light that Jesus is talking about here is not uh, a 60 watt light, light or a 100 watt light or a thousand watt light or a floodlight, because, for instance, a 60 watt light can be able to influence just a little area or a little portion of a room. Are you following me? But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In other words, you are not a floodlight. A floodlight can influence a stadium, right? But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Being the light of the world means your influence is wider. Not the light of Crawley, not the light of London, not the light of the UK, not the light of Europe, but the light of where? The world the whole world not some part of the world but where the whole world are you following what Jesus is saying now Jesus is not saying you are going to become or you are going to think about becoming he said you are already light so now your responsibility is to discover your purpose and to function in your purpose Are you following me? Your responsibility is not to discover your purpose because now everything that is made by the manufacturer has to function according to its purpose. Has to function according to its purpose. Now, after you have been made by the manufacturer, it is now your responsibility to discover the purpose of what has been manufactured and now to begin to operate within your sphere of influence. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus said you are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Look at how powerful that is. That means no devil, no witch, no witchcraft can hide your level of influence. Amen. Because you were made as an influencer before you showed up here on earth. Yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Amen. Nothing can hide you. Amen. Say a good amen to that. Amen. I said, nothing can hide you amen. because you have been made to shine forth globally in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing can hide this commission. Nothing can hide the members in this commission. Nothing can hide the children in this commission. Because we have already been destined to influence the world. We cannot be hidden. Say with me, I cannot be hidden. hidden. It doesn't matter where the devil has placed you, you cannot be hidden. Joseph was hidden in a pit. But the Ishmaelites found him in the pit. It doesn't matter where the enemy has put you. You will be discovered. This month your gifts will be discovered. This month your talents will be discovered. What God brought you here on this earth for. That you've been struggling to discover the whole of your lifetime. This month. God will cause you to discover it. I said, God will cause you to discover it in the name of Jesus. Verse 15, it says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. That means you have been called to light others up. As a light, wherever you are, you bring illumination. You bring direction. You bring meaning to people's lives. It's time for us to start working in our purpose. <laughs> Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives a light unto all that are in the house. Not to some, but all that are in the house. Now, let's say the house here is the entire world. So, think about who you are for a minute. Jesus said, your light is supposed to give light to all, not some, not 10, not 20, not 100. Not 1 million, not 1 billion, not 5 billion people. Jesus said your light is supposed to give light to all that are in the house. In other words, your light must bring light to all that are in the world. There are over 7 billion people. Somebody is wondering, how can this be possible? Possible. Just locate your purpose. Amen. 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 That's why the Bible says light is sweet. Amen. Light is sweet. When you locate your purpose and you walk in your purpose, your life is sweet. Amen. Have you noticed that birds don't collide in the air? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much space in the air. But when you're walking in town, in the shopping center, you, you knock somebody and say, oh, sorry, or somebody hits you. Because the ground is crowded. It's time to go up higher. Amen. I said it's time to go up higher. Amen. So Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Let your light Shine that they may see your what? Your good works. Not your evil works. Not your bad works. But your good works. But your what? Your good works. What do you want people to remember you for? If you are no longer here. What would you like to be remembered for? your good works or your bad works. Good works that's why it's so important to live life intentionally mm-hmm. don't live life by accident mm-hmm. sira sera whatever may be may be no 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 we live life intentionally purposefully mm-hmm. because whether you like it or not People are observing you. Whatever you do, somebody is looking. Somebody is taking notes here on earth and also in heaven. God is taking notes. So don't let your life cause others to stumble. Let them see your good works. Anywhere your name is mentioned. Even if people want to say bad things about you, let them not find any bad thing. They will say every deceptive thing, but they must come to a final conclusion and say, but upon what we've said, he is a good man. She is a good woman. But how does that happen? You have to let your light shine before men. And when your light shines before men, look at what they will do. The Bible says, and they will glorify your father, which is in heaven. Amen. It's time for the world to glorify our heavenly father. Amen. Any Christianity that causes people to despise Christianity is not of God. Mm-hmm. There are so many things happening in, today in the world. And sometimes you look at it and... You ask yourself, is this Christianity? Anything that pushes people away from their faith is not of God. That's why in this church, everything we do is intentional. I don't want to do anything in this church for somebody's faith to start questioning their faith. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why we have to live intentional. Because everything you do is either giving people answers or putting questions in their mind. How can you talk about a loving God and be a wicked father? In your house, you are the most terrorized terrorist. In your house You are a terrorist, terrorizing your wife, terrorizing your children. Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? How can you be a Christian and all you think about is me, myself and I? That's no love. Christi- Jesus didn't come to live for himself. He came to live for us. Amen? He came, when was the last time you prayed for someone in this church? When? That's what Christianity is about. You see, this month is a month of the Great Commission. We want to bring you back to knowing what we are here for. We are here for Jesus. We are not here for ourselves. Amen. Last month was our month of the great invitation. I wonder how many people you invited to church. Do you know sometimes you can be in the crowd and say, oh, we say, let's invite 20 people. And say, oh, I did. But we know you were home. You did nothing. All the flyers we gave you last month is still in your handbag. It's in your house. It's in your Bible. What happened for, to the Christian church? What happened? Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So if we are going to be influential, let's begin by looking at the key things that God is going to use to make us influential. But before I go further, let me ask this question. How many of you would like to become influential? You want to be influential in the world? Amen. Some of you don't want to. Your hands are down, so you don't want to. How many of you would like to be influential? Amen. All right, let's start. Number one, God cannot do anything in your life without your mind. God cannot do anything in your mind, in your life, without your mind. Philemon chapter one, verse 14. Philemon or Philemon chapter one, verse 14. I read, it says, but without your mind will I do nothing. This is God speaking. God said, but without your mind, I can do nothing. It's it's one thing to say, I want to be influential. But it's another thing, your mind blocking what God wants to do through you. Mm. You see, there are many Christians who pray big prayers, but when it comes to walking in faith, they don't their faith is not in corresponding action to their prayer points. You see, some of you have listed Great things on your expectation cards. Great things. Big things. But there are some that God will do. But there are others that you have to do. Like I've always said. Any faith that leaves God absolutely responsible. For your, the outcome of your life. Is an irresponsible faith. Any faith that leaves God Absolutely responsible for the outcome of your life is an irresponsible thing. It doesn't mean God has no part to play. God has a part to play, but you also have a part to play. Even God could not make the first man without partnering with the earth. God could not make man. Without partnering with the earth. The Bible says that. And God formed Adam. Out of the dust of the ground. The spirit God. The almighty God. He could not do anything here on earth. Without partnering with the earth. How much more can he do anything in your life. Without partnering with your mind. If your mind does not cooperate with God. God can't do anything in your life. It doesn't matter how you shout, you pray. I've seen people who shout a lot, talk a lot, scream a lot, but the outcome of their life is nothing. They're in the church. They they know all the church jargons. This is our mantle. This is our year of influence. (laughs) yet there is nothing to show forth in their life because they are not allowing God to work through their mind. One day, I keep saying this, we are going to have a thinker's conference where when we come to the church, all we are doing is thinking because many Christians have stopped thinking We we, we think thinking is demonic. We think thinking is is evil. We think thinking is is, is carnality. But God can do nothing without your mind. Without the participation of your mind. Hallelujah. Praying in tongues is great. Paul said... I pray in tongues more than you all. But it's time to engage our mind. You see, the reason why the world is ruling over the church is because the world is using their mind and the world, the church is not using their mind. I, I believe in prayers. I believe everything in the Bible. But there are certain prayers I don't pray. I don't pray for worldly leaders. No. The Bible says pray for your leaders. But how long is the church going to pray for our leaders? Where Christians are not going to go into politics and the world continues to rule over the church. How long? How long are we going to allow evil dictators, evil politicians to rule us and to continue to make the wrong decisions. And all we do is let's pray for them. Now, if somebody doesn't believe in God, no matter the prayer you pray, it will not work. Call to me anyway, it will not work. Get up and go and be that leader. And then when we pray for you, the prayer works quicker. Listen, if your conscience is seared, it doesn't matter what God says, it will not go through it. I I used to work as a carpenter when I was in school to pay my fees. And as I was working as a carpenter, there is, um, you know, there is saw, there is the plane, and all of those and I used to play in a lot. So, there's, this part of my hand is hardened. Right? It's hardened. It's seared. The Bible puts it, your conscience is seared. Mm. This part of my hand is hardened. The other parts are very soft. Now, the part that is hardened, it takes time for any heat to penetrate. Mm. That is the unbelieving part. But the soft part is the believing part. The moment it touches heat, it's very sensitive to heat. But the other part, that is very, very hard. If it touches heat, it takes time to get it into the brain sensories. That's what an unbeliever unbeliever is. If an unbeliever is hurting you, you pray, pray, pray. It takes time. For the prayer to work in their life because their conscience is seared. Mm. Christians cannot always be hiding and be running. Look at the mess in our politics today. Mm. Look at the mess, not only in this country, globally. Look at the mess. Some of us have no idea what they teach our children at school, we have no idea. They introduce things like sex education. to. T- How can you teach my child sex education? That's not your place. It's not your responsibility. I didn't bring my child to school for you to teach my child sex education. A lion does not give birth to a monkey. Are you following what I'm saying? A lion, an elephant does not give birth to a cat. It's just a matter of time. You see, an elephant doesn't have to fast and pray to be big. How many of you know that? Because the DNA of an elephant is to be big. So it's time. It's time. It's time for the church, men and women in this church to rise up, become a counselor. Start from the local community. Become a counselor. Become a local MP. Become something. Become a prime minister. That's how it's going to work. We cannot be praying for the unbelieving prime ministers, unbelieving leaders, um, those who have no concept of God. Say, Pastor, are you disobeying the word of God? No. I obey God's word from A to Z. But the Bible also says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked is in authority, the people groan. There is suffering. It's time. How are we going to influence the world if all we are doing is hiding? You are the light. The Bible says that the world is in, in gross darkness. Gross, what? Darkness. And where is light relevant? In darkness. Not running away, not hiding, but showing forth your light to the world. When wrong policies are made, how many of us write to the local MP to say this policy is wrong? You have to change it according to my standards. If you don't change it, I'm going to vote against you next year. Then you know, that's a language politicians understand. I will vote against you. I will remove you out of office. And they will obey. It's time. God has called us to reshape nations. And how are we going to do that if leaders are in this house and they are scared of standing up for what is right? The time has come that you and I must determine what our children are taught in school. Become a governor in that school. And say, oh, I ask for you know, pastor, I just like to pray. I just like to fast. No wonder your prayer and fasting is not working. So if God is going to do anything great in your life, use you as an influencer leader. He needs your mind. Don't put your mind on break. Don't put your mind on holiday. God will do nothing without your mind. Amen. Wow. And please listen, we cannot influence the world if our mind is not renewed. You see, you can't use this, the old mind to influence a new system. Are you following me? So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Underline that. How do we transform, how are we able to transform the world? By the renewing of our mind. Amen. By the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now, that word renewing your mind then means taking the mind of God to replace your mind. I call it mind transplant. It's time to do a mind transplant. Very soon you see the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, we have to change the way we think and start thinking the way Jesus thought. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, in this church, we have to have a certain mindset. Anyone that comes out of this commission must have a certain mindset. Our mindset must be a mindset of Christ. We think like Christ. When people see us, they must see our actions reflecting that of Jesus. Amen. So, the Bible says that, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through the word. Through the word. That's why we study the word. We read the word. We make the word our our daily portion. There are many Christians these days who don't read the word. Some of us, after we leave here today, will not open the Bible tells next week, Sunday. Because we're so busy with other things. We will watch all the the movies, but we'll not read the word. How many of you know that if you don't renew your Car insurance every year, except it's on auto renewal, you'll be in trouble. You'll be in big trouble. You have to renew that car insurance every year. So the Bible is saying that we must not be conformed to this world, but we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind of our mind. Why? Because God cannot do anything without your mind. So, if your mind is in that same old mindset, that means God can't do anything new with you. That's why there are people who are locked up in the past. When God is doing something new, they cannot comprehend the new because they're still stuck in the past. Do you get it? God is doing a new thing, but they are in the past. The Bible says that, behold, I'm doing a new thing, but they say, oh no, I like what I experienced in the past. My wife and I were talking yesterday about the most valuable asset in the life of every Christian must be the voice of God. The voice of God. Must be... You see, when you know the voice of God, no devil can deceive you. Amen. And, and we were sharing that when it came to Elijah, there was famine in the land. God said to Elijah, go to the brook by the voice of God. And by the brook, I will feed you there with a raven. A raven is a very selfish bed. That raven was bringing Elijah food, morning Afternoon, evening, bread and meat. Now, this was in famine. Even in plenty, ravens don't feed their baby baby ravens. Even in plenty, the most selfish bird in the whole world is raven. Ravens don't feed others. But you see, when you know the voice of God and you follow the voice of God, there will be provision for you even in the midst of famine. So in the midst of famine, God said, a raven will feed you. And the raven was feeding Elijah. And guess what? A time came, the Bible said the brook dried up. And God said to Elijah, go now to the widow of Zarephath. You see, every step of the way, the voice of God was guiding him. The voice of God was ordering his step. Every step of the way, God's voice, he was hearing the voice of, that's why the voice of God is the most valuable asset in the life of every Christian. You'll be doomed if you don't know the voice of God. The next step you're about to take is God's voice in it. Or you're doing it because you feel like doing it. You see, many people, the brook is dried up, but they are still there. They say, God said I should be here, but the same God who told you yesterday be there is telling you, go to the widow of Zarephath. They say, oh, I'm used to the ravens bringing me food. The ravens have stopped. Move to the next level where God is speaking to you about. You can't use yesterday's ways to determine what God will do tomorrow. Because his messes are new every morning. Can you not see? God say, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. And you are stuck in the old. And say, this is what I'm used to. Even as a pastor, I have to be sensitive to the voice of God. I don't just get up and come and teach. No. I have to obey. You see, the world, everybody is teaching what they like, but I have to be lined up to God's voice. Yeah. I can come and preach on seven ways to, 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 to be rich. I can bring holy water. I can bring water. I say, this water, I went to Israel and it's holy water. You know, if, if you drink it, you'll be. You know, people are doing that. Deceiving people. Spraying water in people's faces and says, Holy Ghost, deception. And that's where people like to go. Many don't know the word anymore. Many Christians don't read the word anymore. So renewing your mind means taking off your mind and taking on the mind of God. The mind of Christ. To influence the world, we need to adapt the mind of the one who has transformed the world before. And his name is Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 to 11. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who... Be in the form of God, did not consider its robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So it's time to take on the mind of Christ. Jesus was here on this earth over 2,000 years ago, but we're still talking about him today. There must be something he knew to use to influence the world that we have to go after. The easiest way to become great is to copy the original. There is nothing wrong of being a photocopier. Nothing. If the original has already paced the path that you want to go on, why don't you just take the original and make a copy and then you get what he got? Jesus is our example. The Bible says that let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So every step of your way, the question you have to ask is, what was the mind of Christ regarding this? What was the mind of Christ regarding this area of my life? Is Christ reflecting in this area? If Christ is not reflecting in that area, then that means you have work to do. Because Jesus has already done it. I was showing my wife a church that is here in Crawley. That was established in 12, 1280 something, 84. 1284. <laughs> and that church is still around. And I said, most of the time, when, when, when I Google our church, this church is always coming first. I said, look at this church has been here for nearly 900 years. 900 years. I said, if Jesus tarries, that's my heart desire. I'll look from heaven and see Solution Chapel International is all around wherever God has established it. That's how it should be. That's why it's not about man. The church was built 1284. (laughs) This church was started when? 2006. That's when we initially started the church. The 26th of October. So this month will be exactly 13 years that we started on this journey. But this branch has been 10 years. 2009. Only 10 years. But there's been a church that has been here for nearly a thousand years. And it's still going on. So we can't be 10 years and want to give up now. (laughs) Hallelujah. So it's time. For us to take on the mind of Christ. If we're going to influence the world, we need to go and see how Jesus did it. He challenged the status quo, He demonstrated love, He healed the sick, He cleansed the lepers, He showed kindness to the world, He was in constant communion with His Heavenly Father. That's the mind of Christ that we need to take on. Hallelujah. And when we do that, we'll become influential in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for us to influence the world in the mighty name of Jesus.